Hey everyone and welcome <laughs> to this week's DualShocker Shockcast. Uh, as you can tell, my name is not Luke and Taldi. Uh, this week you're getting some, uh, it's just a two-man show this week. Uh, so party. I'm your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not going to call it that, Azaria. You can call it that, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I'm your host this week, Ryan, and uh, joining me today is Azario. What's up everybody? <laughs> the, uh, the namer of the so-called boy party that we're going to be having this week, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, unfortunately, so uh, Giuseppe this week, he's still uh, in Japan, uh, so he's not joining us tonight, and Lou is doing something. I'm assuming not in Japan, I'm assuming reviewing or something, I don't know. What, what do you think, Azaria? What do you think he's doing? So I, he called. Actually, he called me today, so I know what he's doing. Oh, I see. <laughs> he's, play, he's playing some basic board game or something, I don't know what he said, like charades or something. With... <laughs> I don't know what he's well, clearly, clearly he's not going to have as much fun as us tonight. Uh, yeah. So this week, since uh, since it's a bit of a light news week, there hasn't really been a ton of uh, big, you know, big uh, items to talk about. We're talking about Resident Evil uh, this week, specifically Resident Evil Seven, but also we might dive into uh, some of the past games, some of our history with the series. Um, so we're just going to start off first with what we've been playing. So Azario, uh, do you want to go first and just let let us know what you've been playing? Yeah, um, I don't think anything that I'm reviewing right now is embargoed, so right now I'm reviewing uh, Digimon Next World Order, or, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Tales of Berseria. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Berseria. Those are, those are uh, two very anime games, I believe, yeah, as they're called, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I just put out my review, I put out my review on Tuesday of uh, of Dynasty Warriors Godseekers, oh, an yeah, SRPG. Yeah featuring the dynasty warriors cast and goddamn like i was not expecting like such a that game to be that as awesome as it is because usually when companies don't do physical releases they you're kind of like uh they probably don't back this game enough to like release it physically uh and uh it was it, it surprised me and it was amazing um I'm really glad that I, I got to play it and got to review it. Because if I wasn't reviewing it, then I probably wouldn't have <laughs> tried to play it for 20, 30 hours that I did. So, Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Anything else that you're playing, or that that's it? Uh, besides Resident Evil, I, I did beat... Uh, I beat the, what is it, Birth by Sleep Point Two Kingdom Hearts. Oh, and, okay, yeah. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> like, if you've played Kingdom Hearts 1 then you need to play birth by sleep 2.0 um it's short you can i beat it in two hours um it's very self-contained but the nostalgia that this game like in invokes on you it's it's, it's amazing uh was very surprised i was i was happy with it and uh yeah awesome yeah i actually i don't know like i think with kingdom hearts like i, I mean we aren't getting kingdom hearts 3 until like 2020 at least so um, I, I don't know. It's hard because, like, I want to play the stuff from 2.8 Prologue that I haven't played. It's so, like the Birth by Sleep and, uh, not Dream Drop Distance. What's the other one that's on there? The, um, the Kai or whatever. Yeah, whatever the other, like, part of it is. Because I played yeah. Dream Drop Distance on 3DS, so I, I feel like I don't really need to play. I mean, I, although I'm sure it looks really good on PS4. Uh, I am tempted, though, because I think that they're coming out with a 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix, like, collection for PS4. I think so. I don't. I, I, yeah, but they have, yeah, like, they're, all they're putting one and two out with like both. Like, it's it's a it's gonna be a huge game. I, yeah, I, I feel like that might be something I might pick up for PS4. Yeah, and, and like to to I because I haven't played the original two games it, in a long time. It kind of sucks that they're releasing that like two months after this game, which I feel like would have been safer to release that release 
uh, or that game two months ago at least, and then um, and then kind of been like, okay, so you played that because definitely birth uh, birth by sleep two point or two point oh point wait <laughs> whatever it is yeah point two point two uh, something yeah point two uh that that entry uh man it's uh it's definitely one that you will need to play the first one to even understand what what is going on it serves yeah. as a prologue to the entire story so i i urge you to play kingdom hearts one before this game yeah for sure and i think you know it's it's I think, like, really, because if you're looking to play Kingdom Hearts two, uh, 3, like, 1 and 2 is, like, really all you need. Like, you don't have to, I think, play the spinoffs, but they do have some kind of cool backstory things. Especially, yeah. I think, out of all of them that I've played it, <coughs> I feel like Dream Drop Distance is probably my favorite of them. Um, really? You know, it's, it's the most substantial. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I haven't really gotten to play Birth by Sleep, but um, I did play a little bit of, like, Chain of Memories and things. Like, those, I think, are more, like, kind of interesting experiments because they have very different gameplay compared to the right. previous you know like a chain, chain of memories has like the card battling system card and battling. stuff like that i think dream drop distance is also the most like the previous games you know other than the drop system which i'm not a super huge fan of um but I, and it has a real a lot of really cool worlds too which is like my favorite part of kingdom hearts are all the different like disney worlds that they have i agree yep play, play, <laughs> play these games yeah. Um, so as far as what I've been playing, uh, I finished Resident Evil 7 last week, and obviously we're going to get into that a little later. Um, I reviewed that and gave that a 9.0 score, um, which I definitely was kind of wavering between like an 8 or a 9, because I think that there are a lot of really good things I like about Resident Evil 7, but, you know, a couple things that I don't quite like about it. Um, yeah. But, you know, overall, I think it was still really excellent. So, um, but again, we'll, we'll go into this in a little bit. But as for non-Resident Evil stuff I've been playing... Uh, a lot more Dragon Quest Eight because it's a huge game, and I've been that's been like my my commute that's been my commute my bedtime game. Basically, it's like I play it before I go to bed, and then when I'm on the train going to work, I I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, that's that's the benefits of these mo of these uh, mobile devices that you can take around with you. Um, I agree. Like if you have a commute, get, get yourself a 3DS or a Vita. You'll yeah. you'll think yourself. Or a Switch coming up, because that's what it, you know, hopefully we'll see, you know. Hopefully maybe not so you won't get that. robbed on the subway <laughs> holding a maybe, huge thing. No, I mean, uh, you know, Giuseppe will say otherwise, because, you know, especially if you're in Japan, because it seems that no one in Japan is going to have one, um, you know. But we'll see. I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how many people, uh, you know, come March have a Switch, you know, if I'll be seeing people. I, I hopefully will have one, so I'm sure I'll use it on my, my trips and stuff. Um, so I've been playing Dragon Quest, and I also, finally this week, I got into uh, The Last Guardian. I've been playing that, because um, I've been meaning to play it since it came out, and I just haven't gotten to it. And uh, Last Guardian is an interesting game. Have you, you, you played it, right, Azario? Yes, or? yes, I have. Uh, you definitely need to be a pet owner if you, yeah. if you want to enjoy this game. <laughs> Yeah, I um yeah, it was interesting because like I loved Shadow of the Colossus and I played Eco I think a year or two ago, and um, Eco I like, but it, it you know there are some definitely some problems I think with that or at least it hasn't it hasn't aged that well I think is that you know Eco can be kind of a frustrating game to play now because it was kind yeah. of, of its time, um you know I think it's interesting how The Last Guardian feels like kind of a mix of those two games together where it has kind of the escort like the mission, not escort mission, but like you have a companion that's kind of with you throughout the game in The Last Guardian. And, you know, The Last Guardian kind of has the scale and like the, the climbing up the monster and things like that in, uh, you know, from Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, and it's it's different because with uh, Aiko, you have, you're, you're kind of leading this girl 
somewhere, but in in Last Guardian, I feel like it relies too heavily on this um, dog cat thing, uh, bird Trico, Trico, uh, <laughs> to get you around. Whereas in Ico, you got around on your own, and whether you wanted to leave that girl on her own or not was up to you. Um, but with uh, Shadow the Cl- or with uh, Last Guardian, you're kind of at the mercy of Trico uh, in most of the most of the levels especially the ones where you don't you're like at a wall and you're like how the hell do i advance and then after 15 minutes of being frustrated you climb on (laughs) trico and he just jumps up and takes you to the next area um yeah that's definitely been one of the more uh i don't know if i want to completely say frustrating but like challenging parts of the game is that because they rely so much on trico you have to kind of be in the right place with trico because if you if you're not standing in like the exact spot he needs to go to or whatever then he'll miss it or you'll end up i remember there was one where i was in this like water pit and he has to dive down that is that the was, worst puzzle that that was one of the worst ones because like basically like he kept missing the spot that i had to tell him to go down so he just swam in circles around the pool and i was like i got so frustrated with that but um other than that i'm really liking the game a lot so far and especially because i think it has the most um kind of struck like structure to it compared to ego and shadow of the colossus where those games the stories were very like mysterious and vague and you kind of filled in the gaps a little bit and um last guardian still has that but it's more it has more of a story to it i think than like the... yeah and that and that in turn makes you want to complete it uh you want to you want to figure out this mystery of what's going on and that, that kind of what guides you to um pushing on through those um har- harder scenes to get through yeah, that that water level made me quit a few times just because the stupid thing. Well, at one point, it wouldn't eat the barrel, and I was like, "God, it's right in oh, front the, of you." The, the barrels are also kind of annoying. Please too, so just like... eat it, because I know there's like I I haven't checked, but I know there's definitely a trophy where you find all the uh, yeah, barrels. Yeah, you get all of them. Yeah. And he just wouldn't eat it, and I couldn't get myself to just leave, <laughs> so I ended up quitting a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty far in. I'm like maybe two thirds, I think, through the way. So I've got a little bit left to go, but I definitely um I'm excited to see how it ends. Um, hopefully with neither the boy or the the tree or Trico dying, as everyone has has predicted for so long. Is <laughs> like, um. But anyway, so I think we'll uh, we'll move on now and kind of go into our main topic, which is Resident Evil Seven. Um. So I've finished and reviewed the game, and Azario, you're still pretty much at the beginning, right? Yeah. There's reasons for this, though. <laughs> Before we go into Resident Evil 7, let's just talk a little bit about um, our history with the series as a whole. Because uh, Resident Evil 7 kind of takes a lot of uh, departures from the previous games. You know, obviously the big one being the um, the shift of first uh, the shift to uh, first person perspective. Um, but it still feels a lot of ways like a Resident Evil game. So let's just kind of go into that. Um, so Zarya, what's kind of your history with Resident Evil? Have you played a lot of the the older games? Um, you know. Yeah. The being well like i will say now that i'm more into the jrpgs and stuff but growing up i grew up the first the first time i played resident evil i was probably 10 and i was at a sleepover and um the guys (laughs) were like oh we got a playstation let's play resident evil so they put it in and I remember the first scene where the the zombie, you kind of walk up to the back of the zombie and he turns his head and all of us in the room, us being 10 years old, we all screamed and turned it off. Like, we, Oh, I know. Yeah, we, that was like... <laughs> and in my head, that was the scariest game 
I've ever seen. And I remember um, replaying the game uh, and just not being that scared. And it kind of t- it kind of took it away from me, but I still hold on to that moment that that was at that time the scariest game I've ever played. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I actually like I had a similar sort of memory with um, you know a bunch of similar memories with the game like that. Where and you're totally right. I think playing it now like it doesn't quite have the same impact as it did you know back then because you know I think with Resident Evil with the original like there really wasn't anything else like it when it came out. It, you know, it, 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 for all intents and purposes, it sort of invented the survival horror genre of, you know, at least what we know it as today. And, um, you know, I remember uh, the first experiences that I had with the game were with my um, uh, a family friend who had it on Sega Saturn, not even on PlayStation, on Sega Saturn. But And I, saw, I was watching him play it, and um, I would just be sitting there watching just like this with my eyes covered because, like, I couldn't handle it. And yeah, I totally had the same experience with the zombie, like the first zombie that you encounter in that first room when it turns its head. I just couldn't. I like ran out of the room because I couldn't handle seeing that. It was it was crazy. Um, it's, it's definitely something to to note that like uh, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three all came out pretty close to each other. Um, and then you yeah, got, got and then you got into like Code Veronica and you got into all those. But um, but all those three games were all in the same engine, and then you had like. What is that? That um, that Dino Crisis game came Dino out. Dino Crisis, yeah. yeah. Resident, was Resident <laughs> Evil with dinosaurs. And, yeah. Uh, I actually remember I wanted to play Dino Crisis. Really, I think I have it on Vita, and I just haven't played it. But uh, I wanted to play those games as a kid, but I wasn't old enough yet because I yeah. was like, you know, my, my grandparents wouldn't buy it or whatever because they were like, oh, you're not, you know, old enough. I'm like, damn it. So. Yeah. So the first three games, I rem- I remember like at least for two and three. Um, the the chances that they took with a game like two also where you can choose a character and that chooses your disc to play um, kind of kind of makes that game so much bigger than people realize at the time I remember like shit like there's two stories here and they're yeah. they're both equally hard and equally um, awesome because they send you in different places and you have different skills and and yeah you have that choice system in the first one but you kind of go along the same path with either lock yeah in. there's only like a like some slight differences between like chris yeah. and jill so. I, I always remember like i always hated how back then how resident evil starts you off with like you like starting in front of a building a burning building and then three bullets and then you, you have like <laughs> 10 zombies like, in front good, of you good luck yeah yeah they just that's how they start you off too so if, if you think you're just gonna turn the game on and just leave it there no three zombies will come and kill you real quick um yeah yeah so i i i love beating it and getting beating it in under three hours and getting an infinite uh rocket launcher and then just like totally destroying yeah there's there's i've i and i did that with the playstation one um i had i i can't play the new one that just came on ps4 i suck i suck at it like it's the gamecube (laughs) version and i i Uh, don't the remaster yeah yeah i just suck and I'll, i'll admit it you know i'm not I'm not proud of. I'm not proud. Uh, too proud to admit that. Uh, I suck at that game. Yeah, I was pretty when when the uh, I remember like with the um the remastered version coming out on game or the uh, sorry with the remake coming out on GameCube and then the the remastered version. I I played the remastered version like maybe a year or so ago and I like I played a couple hours of it and I I just got sidetracked. I want to go back and finish it because I think it's like 
it definitely captures the essence of what made the original so good. Um, but definitely, I think the graphically it just looks so so good. Like even now, even though it is like even the remastered like being like 15 years old now still looks really good. Um, you know, it's because they they made like the lighting really creepy and the character models and and everything. So yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, even Zero, they they re-released Zero too, and Zero looks beautiful. On yeah, remastered. yeah, it it does definitely look look good i think it's also part because like because the original and zero and like the i guess we'll see what happens because they're doing the um the remake of resident evil 2 uh as well and um you know i think it's it's because the uh both games had the um the pre-rendered backgrounds and like even though they're kind of cheesy and like of like a certain period like they still look really good i think you know because of the art and everything um so dalo in the comments said the re the re og i think even with how cheesy it is now i think we're not only good horror games and like any other it was a great mystery as to as it makes you wonder how did this happen and why um and also dalo said uh, the remake is the same game as ario so you know just it's he's not pointing that out there for it's like not. <laughs> I think it's like pretty much mostly the same, but like it has. It has no, some, no, like, there's some things, different like... puzzles. No, yeah. no, I I do not accept that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually with so my experience with the original games, uh, the original game I played and was terrified, or at least I watched a lot of people play it and was terrified of. Uh, eventually, I did play the original and I played part uh, most of the the remake. Um, I never actually played a lot of Resident Evil 2 and 3. I've only seen and played, like, very small pieces of it. So those are games I'd actually want to go back and replay. Um, I think I'll probably get them on, like, Vita or something like that and play them eventually. Um, I'm definitely more familiar with the more recent games. Uh, so Resident Evil 4, which is easily probably one of my all-time favorite games. I've played that game four or five times, I think. Like, I've played yeah. it way too many times. But Resident Evil 4, um, you know, I think at the time was just uh, an amazing game. Um, even though, you know, it, for all the, the praise it gets for kind of revolutionizing the series, for bringing it more, you know, for doing the new control scheme and, and all that stuff, it was also the game, I feel like, that kind of was responsible for the the what we saw in Resident Evil 5 and 6, where they went more for an action focus, uh, you know, for more of an action focus and try to be more third-person shooters. Um, Resident Evil 5, I, like, oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, well, I, with, at least with 4, 5, and even 6, I, uh, people say that they go into a more, uh, action-oriented, and I get it, but I think that those games are, are just got super arcade and they I did, agree, yeah. I agree, 4 is amazing, 4 is an amazing game, Ashley, she's hot, I'll, I'll give you <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to escort her all all night long. <laughs> I'll escort her around for, for for extra ten hours. I don't know. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> four four was amazing. Five I platinumed. Uh, five. Uh, I loved it. Um, I think five is fine. Um, it's a bit boring. I think if you play it by yourself, but as a co op game, it's it's pretty enjoyable. But yeah. I think the first or second time, I think the first time I played it I was playing with a friend in co op, and then it was fun. And then I went through and did another playthrough or two to get, like, the, the better weapons and things. And I was like, oh, this is a significantly more boring experience if you play it by yourself. But it's definitely arcadey, and you don't take... In, in 1, 2, and 3, and even Code Veronica, I remember when I go to doors and when I and when I go to a new area, I'm, I'm on edge, you know? Like, I don't... If something approaches me, if something comes at me, I don't know if I'm well-equipped enough to, to handle that. Um... 
And that's the stress that those earlier Resident Evil games put on you. For five, for four, five, and six, I never felt that. I always felt that I was overpowered and and ready for anything. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Those that, that was definitely one of the big problems I think with four. Uh, maybe not four as much, but five. Yeah, and six not four, definitely. not four as much, but definitely five and six. Um, four. Yeah, they four, basically they they put the pressure on you a little bit. They they threw they like four, five and six like threw ammo at you basically whenever you needed it. So it really yeah. wasn't like you know versus like when you go back to the original games and like you're like scrounging for you know whatever ammo and things you can get. Um, Dalo in the comments also says uh, I think RE4 is good, but I am not a fan. Uh, RE5 is good, but only with a co-op, and, uh, with a, like you know someone playing co-op. And RE6 sucks. Uh, he also said uh, GG in that RE5 plat. Even I have not done that. So uh, good job, Azario, for getting that. Yeah, there's that there's there's one there's one trophy in there that you have to shoot uh, a zombie with an arrow while they're in the air. And oh I, yeah, that's the stupidest thing. <laughs> I, it's super hard. It took me a long time for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that that leads us into Resident Evil Six, which I think most people pretty much agree sucks. Um, you know, not that I think it's <laughs> not that I think it's like a completely terrible game, but you know, I think Six was definitely the one that most people noticed as being kind of the. I guess kind of, kind of jumping the shark that that was kind of Resident Evil's moment where but, it, it leaped yeah. over. We all agree that it sucks, but funny enough, that was the best-selling one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Six—they clearly sort of went more in the direction of like an action third-person shooter game because they, um, you know, I think other and and Resident Evil is not the only series that did this. Like Dead Space did this too with Dead Space Three, where they kind of went more for an action focus yeah. because um, horror games usually don't sell, you know, compared to things like Gears of War and and shooters and things like that that it was trying to. Uh, to emulate um you know i think resident evil 6 isn't a completely bad game but i think that there are a lot of major issues with it like the action also that that game was way too long that game was like 25 or 30 hours when it could have yeah. cut just, like a good amount play of it. leon story and yeah good. yeah there were there were interesting who were the, was it chris and um and jake were the other two i forget yeah. who the other yeah, yeah. i think that they had interesting parts but uh you know it definitely got a little a little crazy. Uh, Dalo also says in the comments, uh, he got the egg trophy in RE5, which I think I did too, or I got the achievement for it, I think. Um, there was also, I remember in RE5, there was the, uh, the the egg glitch, where I think there was the one with, um, it was some kind of egg that you could keep duplicating in your inventory if you had a co-op partner, so you could just keep yeah. duplicating it back and forth, sell them, and get, like, a ton of gold for it or whatever, so I, I used that to get, like, all of the, the, like, most powerful weapons and upgrade everything. Uh, and then Dalo also said, "How the hell do you mess up a great? Uh, how do you how uh, how the hell do you mess up a game that puts uh, Chris and Leon in the same game?" I agree because I know that going into Resident Evil Six, that was kind of the the thing I was looking forward to is that you for the you know for the first time you get to see like Chris and Leon in the same game, and you know yeah. there were two like the big characters, and I think that just maybe speaks to Resident Evil Six biggest problem, which is it just it just got so convoluted and kind of like they were spanning the globe going on adventures and it just it it, it showed resident evil i think kind of needed a reboot and that kind of leads us now to resident evil 7 which um you know capcom is kind of made to sort of bring the series back to its roots and everything um resident evil 7 takes place a couple years after the end of the end of the sixth game so it's interesting i think how this game doesn't completely do away with the Resident Evil lore that we've seen, but kind of reboot. It, it, it kind of straddles the line, I think, between being a sequel and a reboot. 
Um, so what have you thought so far, Zarya, about Resident Evil 7 playing? I know you haven't gotten super far, and we'll, we'll try to keep I this think... fairly spoiler-free, but... Yeah, um, so so it will be spoiler-free, because I haven't even gotten that far. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I, pl- I, I actually played it uh, with SharePlay with my friend uh, who lives in another city, so she was watching and I was playing, and... Um, because I didn't want to be alone, really. It yeah. came down to, like... <laughs> I haven't played it in VR yet. I have the VR, but I I was so scared playing through that game. Um there's there's some moments that it's it's not even the game is scary. They just know how to uh put sounds in the right places and using yeah. the first person perspective, uh you might accidentally bump into a chair and not know that it's just you, you know, and stuff like that and um and that's that's funny uh because Maybe they could. Maybe in this new generation of video games, you can't really uh, scare people with a third-person uh, perspective anymore, and you need that immersion to actually freak people out. Now, uh, are, are we desensitized? I I can't really think of a a game uh, recently, at least, that wasn't first-person that I was truly scared because Outlast freaked me out. Um, PT, yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely, like, there is something to first-person games using, uh, or, sorry, to horror games using first-person rather than a third-person perspective, um, because, you know, it does create that effect where it is a little bit more immersive, and because you can't, um, you know, and the other big thing, too, I think, with Resident Evil especially, is because the first-person perspective limits your view, so you can't really see what's around you like you can in a third-person game. Um, you know, so definitely for games like Outlast, um, Alien Isolation, things like that, it's a lot uh, it's a lot scarier because, you know, you can't see what's behind you or around you or anything. You can only focus on kind of what's ahead, so it, yeah. it, uh, it has, like, a scarier effect. You know, not that I say that I think... Not to say that th- there wouldn't be scary third-person games. Um, you know, definitely Dead Space, uh, one, Dead Space 1 especially was, like... You know, even though it's not super recent, I think that was probably one of the best horror games I've ever played in a long time. I agree. Um, and, you know, and, and that's that was another their, one that that yeah. uses sound. That's another one that uses sound to kind of. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I think you that, out a little bit. I think mo- more so than most other horror games I've played, like um, you know, Dead Space. I think the sound design was like one of the best things about it was because it really created the feeling that you're on this massive, um, you know, this massive ship and everything, and you don't. And you're you know, alone. You you'd hear. Yeah, um, it's interesting because some of the the enemies in Resident Evil Seven kind of remind me a little bit of the Necromorphs from Dead Space One, where uh, you know you hear this stuff banging around in the ship, and you can't really like. And even if if there ne- wasn't necessarily a monster that was that did like come and attack you or something, like it still gave you that unease that there was like fear of something waiting for you. I will say that playing Resident Evil Seven with um, a good pet of, pair of headphones is uh, amazing. Uh, that game really knows how to uh, set. Oh yeah. Uh, especially like if you if you set your um, brightness correctly in the game settings too, they do some crazy stuff with uh, the darkness in that game, and it's it's impressive. And for the people that compare this game to Outlast, get out, get out <laughs> of here. Outlast Outlast is scary. I'll give it that, but um, but it didn't give you a weapon, and you're just running around, and it got old real fast. I think Outlast. Yeah, I th- I think um yeah that that definitely I love Outlast. I think it's really yeah. good. I think um, Alien Isolation also has the same kind of thing where um you know for most of the both of those games or at least Outlast you don't get any weapons at all. 
you just have the camera to kind of see what's yeah. ahead of you. And Alice, Alice had a problem too, where the 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 halls and stuff they were too boring. The this the, it just got a little boring. Um, yeah, I, I think the the thing that works in Outlast's favor though is that it's short, so that you know it was only like a five or six hour game. Uh, I don't, I didn't finish the DLC for it, but I don't know if uh, if that changed anything. And then the Outlast two should be coming later this year, uh, which I played demo of last year it was really really cool. Um, Alien Isolation I think also had a similar thing where you know for most of that game you don't have any like um, at least strong weapons that can take out like because obviously the alien is um, like completely invulnerable to what you can do. Um, but, you know, I think there is that, like, what you said about, like, things getting redundant, where, like, I think, um, you know, if you spend most of your time running away from, like, the alien or the things chasing you, then you have to spend, you know, five minutes hiding in a closet or, like, under a bed and things like that, and they can get really old. I definitely had that in Alien, where I would go in a room, hide in a closet, wait for the alien to go away, I'd pop out, and the alien would just immediately come back, and I'd have to go back in again, and that gets kind of, kind of old. Um... I think Resident Evil, there is definitely with Resident Evil Seven, it does share some of that with um with those games, but they do uh it's actually a lot more combat focused I think than um than than what the trailer showed and and it gave more the impression that'd be more like Outlast or uh, Amnesia or something like that where you have to like hide and stuff like that and there is but I think it's it's surprising how um there's a lot more combat than I thought. Um, really quick in the comments, we just uh, Dalo said that I have not gotten RE7 uh, mostly because I've spent too much in the last month. Uh, it's been a busy month. There's been a lot of games out, so I don't blame you, Dalo. Um, <clears throat> but he said, uh, uh, "But feel it is an okay game for a new gen." My question is, how does this affect uh, Resident Evil 2 remake gameplay wise? Um, just really quick, I don't think that RE7 is going to have a huge effect on RE2 remake. I think they're going to stick with uh, third person. I think it's going to be more like the Resident Evil HD remaster and the RE0 uh, remaster. I think they'll keep it pretty, other than, than obviously redoing the graphics and things like that, because Resident Evil 2 is still a PlayStation game. So they'll, I think they'll, I think they're going to keep it pretty close to what the original game was. I don't think they're going to do anything radical with uh, with that game. I want them to go for Code Veronica, which is my favorite Resident Evil. <laughs> See, yeah, I never, I never played that either. But that game, that game is amazing. Amazing characters, amazing story, uh, setting, great. Uh, Claire, she's hot. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Claire, I, I didn't play. Um, did you play Revelations at all, or Revelations Two? Yeah, I played the first one on 3DS, I believe. And then... I did the same too. Yeah, I didn't play uh, Revelations Two, which they. Uh, which that was actually the the first game they tried to do an episodic release for it originally. Yeah. Um, and Claire is in that game. Um, I haven't played Resident Evil. Or I haven't played Revelations two yet, though. I want to get to it at some point. Um, Re- like Revelations the- just proves that they can make a classic Resident Evil whenever they yeah. want. And I, yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. You can. Yeah, because I think Revelations actually came out the same. The first one I think came out the same year as RE six, and most people agreed that Revelations was the better Resident Evil game of the two. You know, compared yeah. to Resident Evil six. Um. But anyway, yeah, so going back into RE7, um, you know, I think now that I've finished the game, um, you know, I think I could definitely, the the strongest part of it for me was sort of the feeling of, um, you know, that when, when Resident Evil 7 was first announced and shown, you know, the, the switch to a first-person perspective and things like that had a lot of people concerned that they thought, like, this game wouldn't feel like Resident Evil because it was so radically different from what we've seen from the series before. 
Um, but I noted in my review, I think, how Resident Evil 7 really ca uh, actually captures a lot of what the, made the original game so scary. Um, and it, it feels, it definitely feels more like a Resident Evil game, I think, than the, you know, than 5 and 6 and, and even 4 to an extent. Um, you know, because this kind of, uh, this game kind of fe uh, feels more scaled back and intimate like the first game was. Because the first game, you were basically only in the Spencer Mansion and like the parts around it. Um, and Resident Evil 7, the, uh, the Baker family, who's kind of the main antagonist that you run into, um, you know, they have this plantation that you explore and it, it feels in a lot of ways like the Spencer mansion. It's not a big, like if you were to look at like, a, I think the map of like the areas you explore and stuff, it's not that big, but it's very dense and you get to explore a lot. Um, so what have you felt so far as Ario about kind of the environments you explore and the, the mansion? I love I love the map in the game how it it's the original like Resident Evil map it's very uh the game looks super real but the the map is just like classic Resident yeah. Evil when you pull it up it's 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 a good um oh uh, also the developers of this game really paid attention to classic horror movies that I that I've noticed yeah um, like Chainsaw Massacre uh, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre Evil Dead you know stuff yeah. like that and and I I really respect that uh sense that they're that they're paying attention to um to this and and i i i feel like they're having fun with this game and playing through it uh just the setting uh you walk into a room and you don't you don't want to rush through this room you don't want to just see if anything's clickable and then rush out like you would do in a in like fallout or or other games that like pay, yeah. that that do this kind of stuff um you walk into a room and I've noticed that the way I play it at least is I look around at everything on the walls on the on the desks and you can see the work that that was put into constructing each room of these mansions and that's what makes the game feel so much bigger I think is that even though mm -hmm. these these different mansions are are kind of small um they're like there's different houses, right? Like you start off in the guest house and then you go on, I believe. Yeah, you, you you do go like you start off in the for most like a good amount of the game in like sort of the main house, um, but then you do go on to like different parts of the um you know the 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 the, the area that they they own. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with that, like, I mean, I think it feels much bigger because you're 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 looking up close, whereas for other Resident Evils, you, you're kind of at the mercy of the camera. Um, wherever yeah. it wants to go, pretty much. But this, you, you, you can. I don't know. Um, I just, I just like. That's what I like mostly about it. And I think that that setting and theme of the game, uh, really, really pays off in how scary it is. Because I, I'll admit that I was, I was screaming. Like I screamed a few <laughs> times. Um, it's, it's. I woke up my roommate playing it, and I. It was like twelve thirty at night, I think, and I. I turned it off after a while because I was just uh, super scared. Um, yeah, and it has. A, it wasn't even that. I don't even think I was fighting anybody yet, and uh, just the setting and every corner that I turn, there's that possibility that something can pop up right there. Um, uh, they did good. This this game's good. Give yeah. It a, give it. If you don't like horror games, I can understand why you want to uh, stay away from this though. Um, yeah, because it's, sure. it's not going to be for everybody. It's it's definitely much more a return to the form to the the horror, you know, and the the horror elements that made the original game so scary. And um, yeah, actually, Dalo in the comments said um, he mentioned like uh, Hills Have Eyes uh, as another horror movie that this kind of you know, and and like you said, I think that they they drew a lot of really cool 
uh, different kind of influences from horror movies that we haven't seen in the previous Resident Evil games, where the the the, the, the original ones were more, felt more like uh, George Romero kind of like zombie movies, things like Night of the Living Dead, things like that. Um, you know, and this one definitely feels closer to something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or Hills of Eyes, and I think a big part of that is because you're uh, you're fighting against the Baker family, who are like the main antagonists, and um, they're very different than than other. Uh, I know, you, I think you're not really far enough yet to. I don't think you've met them, right? Or no, I've just I've just met them. Yeah, you're you're still pretty early. Um, so without going into too much spoiler territory, the Bakers are this uh, family that you run into in the game that own the the mansion that you're exploring. Uh, yeah. The main character you've seen you... them in you've seen them in screenshots. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it, yeah. They've been in all the trailers. They've been in all the screenshots. So you definitely it's not spoiling saying that they're in this. Um, you know, and even in the the beginning hour demo, you kind of got brief glimpses of of them. And uh, so the main story in the game is with the uh, character Ethan, and uh, he's looking for his wife Mia, who's disappeared. You know, three years before. Uh, which is also funny that it was pointed out to me that her name is Mia, as in M-I-A, as in missing yeah. in action. I totally did not pick up on that at first. So when it was pointed That's out to me, that so was like, cringy. I was like, ugh, like how did I miss that? Um, but the Bakers, I think, are really cool, and they were one of my favorite parts of this game, is because they had just just because they had that really cool vibe of like they felt like the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Hills have eyes, where they were just like, you know, they were they were really unpredictable and crazy and. Um, but, you know, they, they do have an interesting backstory that you kind of explore uh, throughout the game and kind of, and uh, again, you know, without spoiling anything, you, you kind of, you discover more about why the way they are, you know, why why are they the way they are, um, you know, the sort of the dynamics between them, you know, because they're kind of this crazy, you know, cannibal family. Um, and they all, they all tie into the game in really interesting ways with gameplay because, uh Kind of similar to uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, um, a lot of times they'll pursue you throughout the mansion. So, uh, you know, Jack, for example, the father in the beginning of the game, he'll like burst through walls and he'll come chasing you and things like that. And so you kind of have to run away or um, you can stun them for a little while by shooting them with bullets and that like puts them down for a couple seconds so you can run away. Um, but they're like this persistent force that kind of chases you and you're kind of on edge all the time because you're not sure when Jack's going to come through a wall or uh, Margaret, the mom, is going to like chase you with a lantern or things like that. So they definitely make it really an interesting experience. I do not want to experience that. I think. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to, Azari. You're going to have to man up and just do it. It's, like... it's really hard. Like, oh man, virtual reality sucks, guys. Like with scary games. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all you really want to play is scary games in VR, but ah, uh, I can't, I can't even bring myself to do it. Yeah, I, I don't have a PlayStation VR, but I definitely would be, I'd be very interested in trying out the game, uh, you know, in in VR. Uh, I didn't, I played, uh, I didn't get to play, or I, I played beginning hour, but not in VR, and I didn't play the uh, the lantern demo, and I just remember people saying that they were scared out of their minds in the the lantern demo. So I can only imagine playing, uh, you know, what this game would be like playing it in VR, uh, since you can go through the whole entire thing, you know, with VR if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like I, I definitely have heard uh, people saying that they got motion sick playing this, and I think that's yeah. that's that's yeah, I think that's also dependent on people whether they get motion sick or not. But it didn't seem as bad as because uh, I remember when the demo, the first demos were coming out, a lot of people were complaining about motion sickness and saying that it was not well optimized. Um, it seems like they fixed it a little bit more for this release, but it's still not quite there. Yeah, I got sick. I got sick playing the demo. So yeah, there's, there's I, some camera tricks that they have in the settings that help it out. But 
yeah. you're going to be playing for like 30, 40 minutes, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's that's generally what I've heard people say is play for like 15, 20, 30 minutes around there. But like, you know, it's it's interesting, I think, because uh, Resident Evil feels like Resident Evil feels like the first like kind of big substantial VR game that's come out um, since everything else that's come before have been kind of these shorter, more techno tech demo experiences. And this is more of a fully like this is a full game that you could play in VR. And we haven't really seen that. And that's interesting that um, that you would expect Western developers to kind of pick up VR and run run with it but um since since Japan kind of lagged uh getting into the HD uh games uh especially with PS3 and developing games for that um it took them a while to actually uh get good at at this new technology <laughs> Are you telling are you telling Japan to get good is that the... <laughs> Well no I I think that I think it switched with virtual reality because now with with VR you see these great games like Ace Combat and um and Resident Evil 7 that that can run completely in virtual reality and I I'm not seeing that from from western developers like uh why did why won't bethesda release a virtual reality uh version of skyrim i mean come on that wouldn't yeah. someone love to play that uh, I, I think i think we will i think it's more just you know vr vr is still kind of uncharted territory for a lot of uh places like you know it obviously it hasn't really caught on in a huge mainstream way yet because it's still very early um so there isn't a huge install base for it um, it's still more of an enthusiast thing, and I think honestly, like we're still seeing, you know, because the generate the, the the technology is just so early in its life cycle. I think we're not really going to see a lot of um, huge VR experiences yet. I think we'll get we'll get stuff like Resident Evil and things like that that do offer kind of more meaty VR experiences. But I think for the most part, we st we still have to kind of see a title that. Um, we still haven't really seen a title yet that's like this is what VR is made for. Um, Resident Evil, I think, has proven that in some ways, but yeah, Sony needs to to stop closing studios and start uh, building some good VR games, not these not these rigs or whatever else they've done. That's first party. They need to, they need to get someone to do a VR game, a full VR game, uh, not just to rely on these third parties. Are these small experiences like I don't consider Job Simulator an actual game? Uh, you're just sitting right. There, it's you know, you know uh, Resident Evil is a full game. It's not. It's not like I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping that uh, Sony doesn't drop this like they did the Vita and just um, wait for other people to develop for it. Uh, I think Resident Evil Seven is a good testament to show that what what this thing is capable of you know um and i and i think it's it's a it's a great way to play games but i i'm just too scared <laughs> i'm just too scared to do resident evil yeah i mean it's 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 only natural with like vr games with uh something like resident evil being a, a good match for it because horror games like you know horror and vr just they they go together really well um you know whether or not you want to play in vr is another story because obviously it's way more terrifying in vr and i've heard a lot of really positive things about the game of vr and uh it's interesting actually with um Resident Evil Net, which is the site that's like a stat tracker for people that play online, so you could like track you. Yeah, there's like leaderboards and stuff like that. Um, but they revealed uh, some stats where I think it's around like 10% of the people that signed up for Resident Evil Net are playing in VR. So it's actually pretty good. That's like they're basically at you know one in ten people playing it in VR, which is which is cool. I didn't think it would be that high. I thought it honestly would be a, l a little bit lower, but uh, 
So I think that's an encouraging sign so far of, of uh, people, yeah. you know, playing and supporting the VR. Um, that, that raises a question, though. Uh, I know it's a little early to be talking about this, but Resident Evil as a series will continue past this. Uh, would we want to see the series just continue to do first-person person gameplay? Like, is this the direction of the Resident Evil series now? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It is. It is. It is definitely a very interesting question to think about. That um, you know, because this because... isn't a spinoff. This is this is a mainline. No, game. this is this is a mainline game, and, yeah. and you know, obviously they've done a pretty radical shift to um, you know, a new perspective and things like that. So, um, without going into a very big spoiler at the end of the game, uh, I think it's very clear that obviously they're going to make another one, um, just based on what how they end it, um. As far as the uh, as far as the the changes, you know, Resident Evil Seven has gotten a lot of um, I think Resident Evil has gotten a lot of praise, you know, not just because of the uh, because of the um, the sh the the new perspective and things like that they've done, but because this, the 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 game has brought Resident Evil back to more to its survival horror roots and everything. So um, you know, I think based on the reception things like that, I think that they're definitely going to. I think they're definitely going to stay with the first person perspective. Um, you know, and I, but I think also like a lot of the novelty of Resident Evil Seven has been that sort of uh, that because it's such a big change from what we see in the previous games. Like, how will Resident Evil Eight follow this up? I don't really know. Um, you know, maybe they'll introduce co-op again to the series or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, it's a it's a good question though. Like, where we'll see. I, but I think I think they're still going to stick with what they've uh, what they've introduced in Resident Evil Seven because obviously Resident Evil Seven you know, has already seen, like, a pretty big, uh, big success for Capcom. You know, uh, we don't really know financially yet. It seems like it's doing pretty well, though. Um, but creatively, like, the, the reviews for the game have been very, uh, very positive. Um, <laughs> Dalo says in the comments, I expect it to be, uh, FPS with that new RE engine until it falls apart again, like Resident Evil 6, and they have to remake itself again, uh, which I hope doesn't happen, but, you know, it, it could always, you know, maybe that... They'll do this for a couple more games, and then you know, I I'd hope that they don't kind of go the route of Resident Evil Six, where it kind of just gets it gets too gets too like unwieldy and and bloated and kind of falls apart. I wouldn't mind a a, a light gun experience based in the Resident Evil engine. I would I would so, the, the, so Resident, you... the Resident Evil Seven engine, just a little, just a little fifteen dollar little side side game. I was gonna say, so are you asking for what were those games? Umbrella Chronicles and uh, yeah, there was, there was the other one, yeah, the ones Dead for the Wii or whatever, dark, uh, dark something, yeah, those those two games. So you want those basically, but the the PS4 versions of those. Definitely, I I would like to see a little a little a uh, little small small game like that come out. Uh, just, yeah, just for something to play in virtual reality, and you know you know that um. For for Resident Evil, at least the mainline series, uh, they take about three or four years to develop. So it's it's kind of uh, safe to say that we might not see another Resident Evil mainline game until the end of the PS4 and Xbox One life cycle. Uh, That's true. Two, yeah, um, around 2020, 2021, unless this does really well and they start yearly releasing this thing, uh, which I hope they don't. To sit back, 
no, make, I think some they're, remakes. Give I, us I some remakes gonna, to hold us off. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna take their time. Like they definitely seem like I think that worked in in Resident Evil Seven's benefit, where they, it was clear I think they took their time with this game and really looked at it and was like, okay, what can we change to you know to improve on the series and kind of reinvigorate it. Um, and you know, I think also because um, I think VR for support for the other platform for PC at least isn't going to come for I think for a year. It's I think they have the exclusivity on PlayStation VR for quite some time. So I think I think it won't be it'll be a while I think until we see another. Res- I don't think we'll get yearly releases, but maybe like in two three years. So you know if we see another one. Um, but yeah, I mean I'll be curious to see how they kind of. Uh, I think that with the next game they'll definitely bring it closer. I think more toward the. The, the storyline of the uh, the previous games, um, you know, because Resident Evil Seven for the most part kind of feels like a standalone game where it's it does reference and have little Easter eggs to the previous games in the series, but it's mostly kind of its own story. Um, so I think that maybe that that the next game they'll kind of bring it closer to the the previous games, but you know, story wise, but maybe the gameplay they'll still kind of improve on this new like first person perspective they have. I, yeah, they need they need to chill on this a little bit, <laughs> but I I I respect I respect the the chance that they took with with releasing this game as a first person and and uh, it came out with a lot of hate because people compared it to other games, but you know what? It actually released unlike those other games like PT. So, um, well well done, Capcom. Yeah, I think definitely, like, and I think that was a big part of uh, what led in the review to me looking at the game really favorably, I think, was just the fact that, um, you know, this game was definitely risky for Capcom for, you know, that they took a a big chance on kind of uh, giving a very, very different uh, interpretation of Resident Evil than we've seen before. And I think for the most part that that paid off. Um, there's a couple things in the review that I, I wasn't really a huge, or uh, with the game I wasn't a huge fan of, like the puzzles, which are a little easy. Um, there aren't, game. yeah, there aren't really any majorly like very difficult ones. They're all pretty self-explanatory and basically just, uh, you know, find the key and put it in this door, and and uh, they're not very difficult. And uh, boss fights in the game are also not super great. They're they're pretty. Uh, actually, you, you well, you mentioned before, Azaria, about the one in the the beginning with uh, with Mia when you fight her, and uh, you kind of just they're the enemies are very bullet spongy, which uh, I feel like I mean Resident Evil has had that a lot with with their boss fights, but I feel yeah. like they've had a little more creativity or things that you kind of had to do to beat them, and this just kind of feels like shoot them in the head until they they they're not there anymore. <laughs> like that's about it. So. Um. Yeah, I I've heard that the puzzles are are easy. Um, I don't I don't technically remember being stuck on any puzzles in the past uh, Resident Evils, um, except for ones like the Jill sandwich. I yeah. Sometimes sometimes I forgot to put the shotgun there. I mean, yeah, that was on, that's on me though. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm excited to see where where the series goes from here and um. And I'm glad that this game exists. And if I'm rating it on a horror game, I'm I'm gonna say it's one of the scariest games that I've ever played. 
it is it is definitely pretty scary. Like they did a good job, I think, at kind of bringing back the the horror that made the original game so scary. Uh, one thing in particular, and it was actually funny because I read an article about they did the, an article on Kotaku about this with the doors and uh, when you open and close doors and you kind of have that animation and stuff. Like it's really it's a little thing, but I think it's cool because it actually reminds me a lot of the original, like the door the door opening loading screen that was in the yeah. original games. It kind of reminds me of that because like they do a really good job of making them like you're like oh like i actually was afraid to open doors in this game because i was afraid of like what would be no, on the I, other I, side like more so than other than other games yeah that's one of the scenes that i was uh, most afraid of when walking down a staircase and you kind of hear like breathing yeah like oh fuck you i just turn around and walk right back <laughs> up uh there's this scene where you see um mia in a room and uh he's like mia and like okay it's right at the beginning of the game but um I just said no. I'm I'm not gonna unlock that door. I'm just gonna just continue. And I I passed her right up. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was funny in the, in uh, the comments for the review that I did of the game where a lot of people were like uh, saying like, oh, if I was Ethan, I would have noped so hard at a going there. Yeah. I would have been like, like you must like, have. Ish. <laughs> They must like, have like, really been in love, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, there was definitely, there's, like, the part in the beginning when you come across that big gate where it's made out of, like, animal parts and things, and people were yeah. like, if I was there, I would have been like, Killer. nope, I would have turned around. Like, <laughs> good luck, honey. Like, that's, that's about <laughs> it. So. Um, but, yeah, I think that definitely speaks to how, you know, like, Capcom did a really good job making this game kind of recapture what made the original game so scary. Just the, you know, not even just... Uh, you know, graphically and things like that, but just gameplay-wise. And even the things like uh, item management and uh, them making ammo so sparse, like, you know, there's definitely... I haven't even played on the, um, the the higher difficulties where they make ammo even more, like, scarce. But, like, in the when I was playing in the game on normal, I feel like I had a hard time a lot getting ammo. Or yeah. they would put it at just the right times where it was, like, you know, I was, like, desperately needing ammo. They and then hide they them very well, too. Yeah, that was one of the things. <laughs> when you, you gotta look before, around. Yeah, that was, when you when you mentioned before about how um, you really have to kind of investigate and look around because there's uh, there's an item in the game I forget what it's called but it basically reveals all the locations of items around oh, you so right, you can yeah, find yeah. stuff and uh, I had thought like I remember looking through rooms and being like oh I found everything I'm good and then I used that and saw hundreds of markers around all over the place and I was like oh no I, like I <laughs> did not find everything clearly so. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna start wrapping this up. Uh, so any other thoughts, really quick? I know like you, you still have a long way to go uh, to finish the game, but just any other thoughts to kind of close out on Resident Evil Seven? Um, I'm I'm uh, yeah, like I said, I'm glad it exists, and uh, I think the game is uh, very well made, and I'm I'm excited to see um, Capcom kind of get back to. Get, bring this game back to what fans want it to be and not necessarily what the vast majority wants the game to be. Because like I said, Resident Evil 6 is the best-selling Resident Evil, but fans of the series hate that game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess they could have just continued to put out this game and made great sales, but um, the fact that they didn't means a lot. Um uh for for means a lot to me as a gamer definitely and uh yeah scariest game i've i've played in a long time yeah i think it's overall i was really happy with how the game turned out uh, i think there was a lot of uncertainty with this game because it's just so different than what we've seen from the series but uh playing it and you know finishing it it's definitely clear that they they got it right of 
kind of going back to their roots and and sort of uh, you know it's it's not that dissimilar at all from the previous games. It feels much closer, I think, than what we've seen from Resident Evil Five and Six in terms of and of uh, tone and scares and things like that. It's not quite as action focused as the the previous games. Um, and even that, I think, like you know, this was really kind of the first big. Uh, you know, game release for the entire year. Like we've had other stuff, obviously, but this was like kind of the first big AAA release in January, a time when we don't normally get a lot of huge, you know, big games. And uh, I think that you know that uh, they released at a good time, and uh, I'm really excited that you know this is kind of the the first game to kind of kick off the year, and uh, you know, excited to see what we get from it. Um, yeah. All right. So I think we're gonna start wrapping up uh, really quick. We're just gonna go through the new game releases for the next week. Uh, not a ton. I think we're we're hitting a pretty uh, we're hitting a slower time right now. Uh, but February later February has a lot of stuff. Um, so quickly to go over the new releases coming up, we've got uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, which is coming out for Android and iOS. That's the uh, Fire Emblem mobile game that was uh, announced like a week or two ago. Meh. Meh. That's that's the response. You don't want mobile Fire Emblem, Azario? Uh, did you see the microtransactions on that game? No, I did not. I'm sure they're really uh, bad, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. They, I think I actually heard. Uh, I think that the Animal Crossing game that was supposed to come out got delayed. Uh, so we're not sure what we're gonna see that. But uh, DNA's taking yeah. over. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we got Fire Emblem Heroes. We've got uh, Poochie. Uh, that's on the second. So that's actually tomorrow. Uh, po- uh, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World on 3DS, which is coming out on the third. Uh, House of Many Doors for Windows and Mac for Window and Mac and uh, Husk for Windows. Um, that's it for the rest of the week. And then next week we're getting Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist of the Mystery Book, Mysterious Book for Windows. Did you review that or? Are um, you re- no, I reviewed uh, Shally Plus on the Vita. Oh, this, okay. This yeah. is uh, Sophie was released on the PS4 last year. Oh, um, uh, okay. Very yeah. fun game. Different different battle system for fans that that like it. Um, I enjoyed the characters. Plucked as a babe. Cool. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Knights of Azure for Windows, uh, Splasher for Windows, WWE 2K17 for Windows, uh, and then uh, one of the big games for this month is uh, Neo for PS4, which is coming out in the seventh. Or uh, sorry, the ninth. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to that, so that which will yeah. which will be cool to see. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get into that. Um, sucks sucks that uh, Sony took took it over just for the case that. Like, I could we could get so much more Neo coverage. <laughs> yeah, just... but it's uh, yeah, I think it's it still looks Cause, you know because sem- now because now Koei Tecmo won't talk to me about it. I, we have to go through many other doors to talk about Neo. Wow. So yeah. excited for this. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. I think like uh, you know, I, most people kind of say it's Samurai Dark Souls pretty much. Uh, but you know, it looks it looks cool, and I've heard it's pretty difficult. So. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that far away. It's only only a week away, and then lots more coming up in February. But that's uh, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Uh, a couple social media plugs. You can find us as always on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dual Shockers. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at DSTV Originals, and then on Twitch you can find us at Dual Shockers Live. And join us for the Shockcast like you can tonight, uh, or have watched us tonight talk about Resident Evil and anime and all the other interesting things. <laughs> and we're best girls, about. <laughs> best girls, boy parties, things like that. Uh, <laughs> we record the show every Wednesday at 8:30, uh, unless we say otherwise. Uh, really quick before we close, I'll just read Dalo's comments because they're pretty funny. Uh, so he said he got a digital pre-order in for Neo, so obviously he's prepared. 
And uh, he also called Yoshi's Woolly World Yoshi's Woolly Butthole, which I think is really funny. <laughs> I like... laughed. I laughed a little bit at that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty. That was pretty good. So, um, all right. So we're gonna close out. Uh, so you can find me at Ryan Leitzler on Twitter and other places. Uh, Zario, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Azario Says, and uh, check out my Dynasty Warriors Godseekers review. Also, uh, I will have Berseria and Digimon uh, out this week. By this week, we'll have it out. Also, we're on Metacritic, Ryan. We didn't... Oh, yes, actually. Let Lou's me not here, but well, I'm sure he'll bring it up next week. I will, yeah, I will plug that. Uh, so in case you didn't see on the site, uh, we reached a pretty big milestone this week where we reached uh, 1,000 reviews officially, which is a pretty pretty cool accomplishment. And uh, we're also now on Metacritic, so you can go find our reviews there. Uh, all of our... Every, they're, they're gradually being added to Metacritic, so you won't see them all right away. They'll be over the course of the next, you know, couple days and weeks and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's also for all all of our reviews, past, present, and future. So you can go check us out there, which will be which is really cool. We're we're really happy about that that we're uh, that we're doing that now. Uh, so you can read Zario's anime reviews on Metacritic. You know, there's tons of stuff to look forward to. So <laughs> um, also, also for anyone who's still listening, I just got an email. Uh, Dual Shockers is the first American press to be invited to Spike Chunsoft's first American uh, press event next month at the end of next month during. Uh, GDC. So oh, expect, nice. expect great things from Dual Shockers uh, around that time. Yeah, yeah. You can actually also check out, speaking of which, uh, Giuseppe's in Japan right now, and he was at the uh, Final Fantasy uh, oh, 30th yeah. anniversary event. He did some cool coverage there. I'm sure he's still going to be doing a bunch of other things. Um, so you can check that out throughout the week. Um, all right. So with that, we're going to close out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week. And uh, we will see you next week, uh, hopefully with a, with a more full crew. So this is just I don't it. Know. The... I think we did pretty good. I don't think I we think actually we did... need anybody else. Oh, we, we could just make it a boy party every uh, every, <laughs> every week. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure we'll probably have Giuseppe and, and Lou back on or at least Lou. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> all right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining. And, uh, you know, uh, catch us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.